You can have different ways you're teaching about Jesus, and you can still end up with people that are madly in love with Jesus. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. We are so excited you're here with us today. If you haven't already, take an opportunity, like, share, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on Audible, just know that the full video format of this podcast is on our YouTube channel. You can go and subscribe and get get notified every single week when a new podcast release. Today, we are so excited to have Quinn Kelly with us. Hello. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. Hi, Quinn. We are just so excited that you are here, and it has been just such a joy to get to know you better, and we're just so excited to dive in today. But first, I want to tell our audience a little bit about you. So you guys, Quinn is a wife of 15 years, so we have a lot that we can learn from her, y'all. Mom (laughs) to four boys, just like us, get the boy thing. It's a, it's a, it really is a culture. Um, She is a pastor's daughter, and she is also from a blended family, licensed marriage and family therapist, and She's planning on opening her private practice back up here soon. She's the host of the really well-known Renew You podcast. And if you're not listening to that podcast, you guys, I just encourage you to go do it right now. It is phenomenal. And she has some amazing um, just speakers and people that come on. And she's planning on opening her um and, and she's also the founder of the Renew Faith Conference. Um, she's currently writing a book that is set to publish in March. Um, and so, Quinn, you are a busy woman and you have a lot going on, but it is just so awesome just watching God just work through you and your ministry. And we're just so excited to have you on today. Thank you. I have to say one of the coolest parts about being in ministry and um, just allowing the Lord to move and direct is the opportunity to connect with people Mm. like you all and to hear incredible stories. I'm so encouraged by the ministry you are doing, and I'm grateful just to have this conversation. Oh, thank you so much. Well, before we get into the, the, maybe the heart of the questions, we want to give you another opportunity to just tell the audience anything more that you would love them to know about you, your family, what you like to do, anything you'd like to share with the audience. Okay. Let's see. Such a big question. Well, okay. One thing I feel like I do have to clarify. I, my parents are married and have been married, but they are from family that started in, um, you know, divorce and remarriage and that sort of thing. And as a marriage and family therapist, you see how a lot of um, relational patterns can kind of play out into the family you grow up in. So I have a big passion, of course, as a therapist for families and relationships in general. But let's see, something fun about our family. Um, My boys are competitive swimmers. So they swim year round here in Texas. So that means we basically spend our life at a pool (laughs) and it is a practice that is something you don't really take many days off from. So I don't know if many people know know about that, but, um, swim practice is five days a week normally with several hours a day. So it's pretty intense, but has really honestly been a gift from God, um, that it keeps the boys busy and moving their bodies. And I think you guys can relate, but getting that energy burned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) 
No, I love that. Well, and Quinn, you know, you, um, you know, when we had time to talk on our one-on-one, you talked about being a pastor's daughter and, you know, how you've grown up in church and just the word. And I love that you just share that it's all over your socials and in your podcast. Um, and having, you know, come from a family that has, you know, um, you know, experienced divorce and remarriage, you know, um, did you ever find at a point in your time, maybe in, in your faith where, um, you know, coming from being a pastor's child, because you hear this a lot with pastor's kids, just, you know, uh, mm. re- that rebellion stage or, you know, having to walk through anything like that. You know, I think that is such a great question because it's something that people do kind of weirdly naturally assume that as a pastor's kid, we, I don't know if this is like common terminology, but you know, we're called PKs. So if that is not something that people in the um, other world know, you know, you walk up to another PK and say, oh gosh, you know, I know, I know what your life's been like. And so often pastor's kids do tend to rebel against faith at some point, not that they don't return, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's pretty common. And a really kind of unique thing about my sister and I is that neither one of us really did that. Now, I feel like I have to clarify and say we were absolutely not perfect. We made mistakes Mm -hmm. and all of that. Our parents had to work with us. But as far as just looking at the way faith was in their life and then you know, examining how that kind of played out in ours, we, we really embraced that versus pushed it away. And I, I look back to that because that's something I'm really, really passionate about is helping breed faith within our children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of parents, we wonder what are we supposed to do? Is there like this exact formula? Is there, um, you know, do this, don't do that in order to make our children have this relationship with God and something my parents did that was pretty unique. And I think very unique specifically for pastors Hmm. was they really did not force faith habits on us, they focused more on their relationship with Christ and genuinely lived it out. And it was a conversation that was really in our home. One of my warmest memories, my whole childhood was walking down the stairs in the morning and seeing my parents genuinely like, and and even to this day, we are, I'm in a Bible study where they host it with all my friends. It's really funny, but we have this huge Bible study and my parents host it, but I have my Bible right here. This is what they're like. They would, they would be sitting there like talking about it and all excited as if they've never read this before <laughs> and just in conversation. And they might be like, Hey Quinn, do you want to hear what we're reading? And I'd be like, Oh, I don't know. No, thanks. Or, or sure. But what they did was they were so genuine in how much their faith meant to them that it was very contagious. And I am a really big believer in the transforming work of the Holy spirit. Um, you know, really showing when, when that shows to people, when you can see the Holy spirit at work in someone, that's really many times when you go, I want that. Yeah. I want whatever that is, you know? (laughs) And I, I have one other really specific memory that I'll never forget. Um, as far as just something my dad did with faith where um, we had just moved to a big church and I felt in a big city and I was in high school and I felt just kind of uncomfortable in the youth group. Like I just didn't really feel like they were my people yet. And I was trying really hard, but I just kind of kept feeling like I'm not really connecting. And um, I went to my dad one day and said, I don't want to go to youth group. 
And he just looked at me and was like, okay, that's okay. And I know that many parents might go, well, that wasn't a very, you know, smart thing to do, but really what that did was that showed me that I am the most important thing to him versus like Mm -hmm. his reputation or, um, looking like we know Jesus. And they, they really modeled that, that our hearts and our faith mattered to them, but more than we came before the church, not their relationship with Christ, but we came before the church. And that, um, I think just allowed us to really want that own, our own relationship with Jesus for ourselves. Man, that is sorry. That was kind of a long answer. (laughs) No, I think that was great. And, you know, I think, um, I think that that was so wise what your parents said, because I think a lot of us, I grew up in my grandparent, one of my grandparents was a pastor and we had a line of pastors as well. And I think it's so good that, um, you know, that it's a relationship that, that, it's not something that's forced, um, but like mm-hmm. you said, genuine. I mean, I don't think you could say a better word. And I love that you said that, Gwen, um, because when you develop that relationship, that personal relationship with Christ, and it's your own, um, it's so much different than adopting like your parents' faith or your grandparents' mm-hmm. faith. You know, having that true intimacy and understanding what that is in your relationship with the Lord vo- versus what someone's telling you it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I often think, you know, because of those lessons, how they impacted you as now a parent and the way that you're, you know, uh, either modeling or Mm -hmm. resembling, you know, the things to your children and and just how important that is. So uh, my question really is, is, is if you look back on those lessons, what was the biggest thing that you took away that is impacting you today? Mm, That's good. I think, um, that there's really not a day we live with so many opportunities to live out our faith and that it can be such an easy conversation within the home that is personal and makes a relationship with Jesus personal and useful. Nobody really wants to have faith for rules. That's not really fun. But a lot of people from the outside looking in, I think, look at faith and go, I don't really want to just be told what to do. But if you understand that faith is something that actually brings life to you and freedom and wisdom and help in everyday circumstances, it's really, really appealing. So I think one of the most, you know, useful things that has really stood out to me is how much we can just talk about the work God's doing in our own life with our kids. And when they have a struggle at school with like a friend that's not being nice to actually apply scripture and the word of God to that so that they see why faith, why faith even matters versus just being told, you know, you should have a faith. Yeah. No, that's so good. And I know you had talked about, I know that that's something you're extremely passionate about, Quinn, is bringing that into the family and teaching that into our, to our children. And so I know you said you had a couple of things that you wanted to share um, with that. So will you do that? Yeah. Well, one of my favorite scriptures, and I, I should, I guess, say I'm writing a book. Um, you guys are writing a book. Yes. And I'm almost done. I'm literally working on the manuscript like right now, currently, as we speak. Um, and it's a book on raising um, boys with Christian character. Um, and mm, so it's yeah. all about parenting and it's all about boys and it's all with scripture mixed in with practical lessons and therapeutic tips. But one of my favorite scriptures 
that actually kind of makes me laugh. Like when I really read this, but this is from Deuteronomy six. And um, this is after the 10 commandments have been given. And it says "Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And then it says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your heart. So we start with the commands of God being on our hearts, but then it goes on to say, impress them on your children. And this part kind of makes me laugh because there's like no part he leaves out, but talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Mm. And I think I just find that so beautiful because it kind of is this continued concept of make it conversation, make it practical, make it just this part of your life that God makes sense to your children, that it, that, that there is no, this is me. And then this is faith, Mm -hmm. but I am intertwined with the work of God is already in, in me. You know, the Holy Spirit is active and working through me. And I think that the more we talk about this and keep it really practical, um, the more powerful it is. One of the things I discovered through my research for this book was, um, and, and I don't, I'm sure you guys experienced this too with blended families and for the blended families listening, I think this is really, really powerful, um, to consider for every family, but what actually makes the biggest impact in helping create and breed strong faiths in our children? Like what practices, is it, you know, doing devotions with them? Is it listening to Christian music? Is it going to church? Is it volunteering? You know, um, is it Christian friends? Like what habit is known to be the most effective and what this specific study from through LifeWay um, found for a book on this was um, actually the power of scripture that the biggest indicator now we're um, actually other things were right up there with it but the one that was the most significant was teaching your children scripture mm-hmm. and not that I find that surprising but I did find that very encouraging of wow as parents, as families, we really need to understand how much scripture is what allows us to know the God we serve and to to know and trust the character of God Mm -hmm. and to make God personal to us. And so this specific scripture, you know, talking about first, we have to know the word of God. It says, you know, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, and then put those commandments on our hearts. I think God tells us that because he knows we have to have that knowledge Mm -hmm. in order to share that knowledge. But I think I really, you know, reading that and seeing that study um, makes me just really want to encourage parents to find practical ways, not not pressured ways. I mean, it has to be what works for every family, Mm -hmm. but to find practical ways to incorporate scripture and teaching scripture in the home, because that really can make such a profound impact on the life of our kids. No, I love that. And I cannot wait to get your book because having boys, I mean, that's just awesome. And it sounds like, I mean, I can't wait to get it because it just sounds like it's filled with so much wisdom. But I love, I 
I absolutely love that that was the number one thing. Um, one thing that I do with the boys when I take them to school in the morning is we do declarations, but they're part of verses. So it's, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I was created for such a time as this. And the boys know that. And it's funny because if I leave one out, they're like, but mom, you didn't, you didn't say I'm more than a conqueror or whatever it is, you know, because they, they know that and they have that in their mind. And so I love that that was, I I just love that that was the number one on there. But um, Um, I have a, I have a business idea for you then. Why don't you go ahead and through your beautiful blended um, platform, why don't you go ahead and make cards with those declarations and, and make them on sale. And I don't say that, I mean, give them away for free, whatever. But um, I do think a lot of parents desire that, but that implementation of figuring Mm. out what and where and how yeah i personally like one really unique thing as much as my parents were in the word of god and now my sister and i both love scripture we did not have a formal bible time in our home we did not sit down every sunday night we did not do that at bedtime of course we were in the church we were in bible studies we were in sunday school we were talking about scripture but we did not do that in a formal way so i kind of want to encourage people too to know it has to be whatever it is you're doing has to feel manageable for your family otherwise nobody does it that's good yeah you know no that's so good no it's 100 percent uh and uh, the manageable part and making it feasible for you to do Mm -hmm. uh and making it sometimes just easy uh, is, right, is a big, big mm-hmm. part of that. Well, and I think making it fun too, you know, with kids, when you, <clears throat> when you always add that fun aspect yeah. to it, you know, kids love to have fun. And so when it can be something, you know, like, like I said, in the car, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it's, it's while you're giving them a bath, you know, and you turn it into a song or whatever that is, yeah. um, you know, and, and that helps them to memorize it as well. I love so. it. And, you know, and just being practical about that as well. I mean, you know, just as a source of encouragement for anyone listening, if your child leaves the home with five scriptures in their heart, Mm -hmm. then those are five scriptures Mm -hmm. that they will have that will come to them in times when they need it. And if they happen to leave the home with 10 scriptures or 20, you know, however many you're able to get in their little heart, the, the, maybe the thing you say, the scripture you say every night at bedtime or what you say as they walk out the door, I guess I want to encourage nothing is too little and start with what is attainable and feel good about what you're, you're helping put in their heart. Because I think, like I said, if I think even for me, if I think I need to have my kids leave my house, having read the whole Bible, well, that just feels incredibly overwhelming. So like you said, in the morning before school, that's perfect. And um, just, you know, focus on what's doable and, and see where the Lord's able to lead um, as you as you grow and as they grow. No, that's so good. And I love that you said that, Quinn, because I think a lot of people, like you said, they get overwhelmed and they're like, where right. do we even begin? Where do we even yes. start? But exactly what you said, you, you make it something that's um, that's doable. You make it very practical. And what fits your family? What what fits your your mm-hmm. mold? And so I love that you said that um, because, yeah, and I think a lot of people get caught up in comparison too. oh, well, did you know that this family, they do this and they do that? Yeah. And you know what? That's OK. <clears throat> you know what you what God wants to do inside of your family, inside of your marriage. That is, you know, specific and unique to your family. We're not all the same. He didn't make us all the same. Yeah. And so that's so I'm so glad you said that. 
And in therapy, we have a name for it that I love, but it's called um, omnipotentiality. But basically it's saying, or maybe now I'm going to say there's two concepts, but basically you can start at different points, omnifinality and omnipotentiality. But basically you can start at different points and end up at the same Mm -hmm. spot. And basically what I mean is you can have different ways you're teaching about Jesus and you can still end up with people that are madly in love with Jesus. Yeah. And ultimately it's just, you know, praying and allowing God to work within each of us uniquely. Mm, I love Absolutely. that. That's beautiful. It's well, so good. Quinn, we're coming to the end of our time together and we have a couple of final questions that we always ask. Uh, one is if you had a blended family in front of you, you know, what encouragement is on your heart mm-hmm. to give uh, any listener who's listening to this podcast right now? Um, the The encouragement I would give you is you have a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to live out um, the body of Christ within your home. And while the making of your family may not be the same making as the family next door or the family down the street, or it may be identical Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the family you live next to. It still is an opportunity to live out the gifts you've been given in that home. And, and I feel like when we think about the fact that we can have all these different parts mm-hmm. that don't have the same gifts or even appearance or look or all that, but God can use those to form the body of Christ. I guess I would encourage every family to consider themselves that, um, mm-hmm. and to ask themselves like, who God in this family, in this blended family that you brought us together in, who do you desire me to be? What impact can I make mm-hmm. on everybody, you know, here? And and maybe this is hopping to your next question, but mm-hmm. I really, you want to talk about sharing Christ with some of the challenging interactions that can come up within a blended family, depending on what the circumstances. And I know your listeners are probably all over the place where some are very peaceful and then some are in a harder spot. Um, What an opportunity to show your children, to show your spouse, to show the other person who's maybe making your life hard, the love of Jesus. I just think there is such an ability to live out Jesus in these families, um, in every family, but certainly in some of these times where there can be trials that come with it. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that. That was, that was well, so good. I, well, so good. I was, go ahead. No, I, 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 be honest with you, Quinn, you know, we talk about blended families a lot here and, and every time we interview somebody or talk to somebody, they always tend to shed light. But I really liked how you did that because yeah. in my, in my brain, the way I looked at it was, you know, if you want to see sunlight at its brightest, come right after a storm, you know, right. or if you want to see mm. a, a beautiful ocean, look at it after a hurricane goes through. Or God's promise yeah. after a major, yeah. So if, yeah. if you really want to have the biggest impact, show it when it, you know, when it's at its worst. So I love that you brought that up. No, that, uh, was and very, it's, that was beautiful. And it's very, it's very pointed to what we do. So yeah. you did kind of answer the last <laughs> question, but that's okay. We're going to give you an opportunity to answer it again. Um, the name of our ministry is Blended Kingdom Families. Mm-hmm. So what is a blended kingdom family to you? A blended kingdom family are people that are united with a mission to bring God's kingdom to earth and to, um, you know, live each day, wake up and to believe that, um, you know, the, the Lord's prayer says, you know, your kingdom come, mm-hmm. your will be done, right? 
our desire is for people to get a taste, a taste of heaven, you know, on earth and kingdom living here until we finally get to join God's ultimate kingdom. Right. But I just feel like, um, you know, it's such an, such an opportunity and, you know, um, there's such a, you guys are in such an amazing ministry, but what an opportunity to, um, for families that are blended that mm-hmm. to minister, to, to have, to go through these experiences so that also you can be there to encourage others, just like you all are. Yeah. Um, I think bringing God's kingdom, um, and being a blended kingdom family often involves loving another person in that similar situation mm-hmm. and bringing hope, um, and encouragement and, you know, um, in freedom and some of the, the bondage that can come just from the struggles, um, and and looking someone in the eye, you know, and saying it's going to be okay because Jesus can get you through this and seeing people like you guys on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's such a, such a beautiful ministry. So grateful for what you all do. Thank you, yeah. Quinn. That's so sweet of you. I I love that. I love hearing everybody's responses, but I I, I just love that. I mean, yeah. I think it. Um, you know, whether you're blended or not, you know, we're all blended in the kingdom of God. We've all been adopted in His family, and so I just I love I, I love that. I love exactly what you said. And so, um, well, Quinn, we want everyone to be able to find you, and you know, you have this new book coming out. So, can you tell our viewers like where they can find you when the book is coming out? All the details. Yes. You know, I have to laugh. So um, I, I'm laughing because I have multiple social media presences and they're all a bit different. So let me, I was, I was telling a friend about this the other day. I'm, I'm needing to work to collaborate them all. But if you are a Facebook person, you should join me at Sanctification and Spit Up. Um, that is my longest ministry. It, it probably involves most of my writing, my active writing, and it is pretty uh, scriptural, prayerful. Um, it is that sort of ministry. Um, if you are a person that enjoys encouragement um, through writing, and I will always just feel so connected to my readers on Facebook. Then, of course, um, we have the Renew You podcast that you can find on all plat- um, podcast platforms, and you can find us on Instagram. And that, of course, is just a, a medium for um, podcast. And I love the opportunity. I want to have you all on the podcast. So let's make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but an opportunity to interview people that are just doing such amazing work in God's kingdom. And then um, you can find me at Mrs. Quinn Kelly on Instagram. Well, and I would say that is more of a fun little it's dancing with my sons. That's probably more my lighthearted, goofy side. Um, and then you see kind of my more serious faith side um, on the other. But they're all me. <laughs> <laughs> all, all different aspects. No, I love, love that. It. I love I love all the TikToks you do with your sons. At least they do them with you. My 15 year old like it's like twisting an arm to get him to do any type of fun dancing thing. So I, I love watching them. They're hilarious. Y'all are well, thank you. you know, I have to laugh because when I was little, I dreamed of dancing with sons that I didn't even have. I dreamed of it. I would dream about choreo- um, choreographing dances. And it's like, I, I'm say this, hear me say this like so loosely, but I'm like, did the Lord know that I would be dancing um, on Instagram? I'm kidding. But it is a fun little bonding, um, a, a bonding 
opportunity. So yeah, that is so fun. Well, Quinn, we are just so honored and blessed just to have you today. And just thank you again so much for taking time out of your day just to share your heart and your wisdom mm-hmm. um, and just your love for families and for the kingdom. Um, it has just been it's just been just incredible today. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been an honor. And I pray God's continued blessings um, and growth just on your ministry that you can reach as many people for his glory as possible. I imagine that will be many, many, many more. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Quinn. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Again, if you haven't, take an opportunity to subscribe. We'll alert you every single week when a new podcast release. You guys take care. Have a great day. Be blessed in all that you do today. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.